up straight. I want you to zip up your mouths unless I ask you to open them. Right? So zip up your mouths. You got that? Right? I want you to prick up your ears. Thank you. Prick up your ears. All right? And open your eyes. Yes? And concentrate because God has lots that he wants us to learn this morning. Now, although my name is Johnny Prime, for the next few moments, I'm going to pretend that I'm someone else from the Bible and I want you to try and guess who I am. You could put up your hand when you think you know, although if any of the boys and girls know, I'll probably be quite surprised. Now, here is what I might have looked like. I was probably quite young when the things I'm going to tell you about happened. And as I tell you about myself, there are three important words I will often use. And whenever I hold them up, I want you to say them nice and loud. Can we try that? So here are the words. The first one is, listen. So let's try that. Oh, that's good. You can do a little bit better. Listen. Oh, excellent. The second word, all right, the second word is the word disaster. Can you say that? Disaster. And the third word is the word, oopsie, hang on. The third word is the word turn. Well, very well done. What's your name? Give the boy a coconut. Right. The third word is turn. Excellent. And whenever I say them, I want you to shout them out, all right, whenever I hold them up. Now, my name begins with the letter B, and it has six letters. I worked for a man called Jeremiah, and although you may not have heard of me, you've probably heard of Jeremiah. And I was the man who first wrote down that part of the Bible that we call Jeremiah. You see, I was what was called a scribe. Now, does anybody know what a scribe is? Oh, you do? Well, I'll give other people clues and I'll see if you're right, all right? Here's some clues about what a scribe is, the work of a scribe. First of all, a scribe needs a really good pair of ears for listening, all right? That's what a scribe needs. Secondly, a scribe needs a pen, all right? So here's my pen. A scribe also needs some ink. All right? Because you need ink if you're going to write. And a scribe in Bible times would also need a scroll. A scroll of parchment. Now, parchment was a kind of paper. It was made of leather. Because when I was alive about 2,600 years ago, they didn't have books made of paper. So, who can guess what a scribe is? Can you tell me? Someone who writes things down. That's right. Do any of you have to do dictation at school. Do you have to do dictation? You know, when the teacher says, I'm going to read something and you've got to write it down and we'll see if you get it right. Well, do you know what I did for Jeremiah, the man I worked for? I used to write down what he said. You see, Jeremiah was a prophet. He was someone to whom God gave messages that people needed to hear. And how the people of my day needed to... Oh, let's try that again. How the people of my day needed to listen to the message that God gave to Jeremiah. I lived during awful times. The country I lived in, Judah, was a real mess. The king, a king called Jehoiakim, he was not a good king. Although his dad, King Josiah, had been a good king and had always done what the Lord God said was good, King Jehoiakim was a, a bad king. He did what was evil in God's eyes and so did most of the people. 
who lived in Jerusalem and the surrounding area, instead of honouring God, you know what they did? They followed other gods. And they did all sorts of shameful things. Now, I need to tell you something else about my name. What did my name begin with? What letter did my name begin with? Do you remember? Yes? B. My name had a meaning that also began with B. The name that I've not told you yet, it means blessed. Now, does anybody know what it means to be blessed? What does it mean to be blessed? Any, any ideas? Another word for blessed. Any ideas? I'll give you a clue. Any ideas? Oh dear. Yes? Happy, absolutely happy. Truly happy, the way God wants us to be happy. But can I tell you, there wasn't very much to be happy about in Judah with evil King Jehoiakim on the throne. Although God sent him and the people messages through Jeremiah that disaster, oh, come on, that disaster would come if they didn't turn from their wicked ways and turn back to God. Do you know what was so sad? They wouldn't listen. Now in the fourth year of King Jehoiakim's reign, Jeremiah called me in to see him. And he told me that the Lord had told him to take a scroll and to write on the scroll all the words he had been told to speak as God's prophet over the last 22 years. Jeremiah told me what God had told him. God said this, listen carefully. God said, perhaps when the people of Judah hear about every disaster I plan to inflict upon them, each of them will turn from his evil ways and I will forgive their evilness and their sin. So Jeremiah told me to sit down. And as he dictated all the words, where my pen, all the words the Lord had spoken to him, I wrote them down on my scroll. Now, as you can imagine, that took quite a long time. The scroll was very, very, very long. I never counted them, but I think there must have been over 18,000 words that I had to write down that Jeremiah spoke. Have you ever, any of you written down that number of words? It's a lot of words. I think my hand must have been hurting having to write so much. And I had to be very careful. I had to be careful to write down exactly what Jeremiah said because they weren't his words. They were God's words that God gave him. And boys and girls, I need to tell you something. That as I wrote down what Jeremiah said, there were times when I had tears in my eyes. What God told Jeremiah made me sad in my heart. It even made me groan. Because God was telling the people through Jeremiah that because they were doing such evil things which God said were wrong, he was angry with them and he was going to bring disaster upon them. God said that the nation of Judah was like a clay jar. Now, what would happen, and I won't do it because this is my mum's and I borrowed it this morning, what would happen if I threw it down there? What would happen to this clay jar? It would smash, that's right. And God said that just as a clay jar would smash if it was thrown to the ground, so he was going to smash the nation of Judah. 
God said he was going to make the king of Babylon come and he would bring disaster. And so it was frightening for me to write down these words from God because I believed that what God said to Jeremiah was true. I knew that everything God ever said will always happen. I knew that the people were heading for disaster because they refused to listen to God and they refused to turn from their evil ways. But although the words I wrote down made me groan and cry, Jeremiah kept dictating and I kept writing. And Jeremiah kept dictating. And I kept writing. And Jeremiah kept dictating. And what do you think I kept on doing? Writing, that's right. Until at last, all the words God gave to Jeremiah were written down in the scroll. Why? Well, because God wants people to listen. And that's a very important thing I want you to remember today, boys and girls. I want you to remember, look on the screen. Can you say it with me? I think it's going to come on the screen now. Can we say this together? God wants us to listen to his words. Let's say that better than that. God wants us to listen to his words. God spoke to men like Jeremiah and used people like me to write down his words so that we might listen to him well having finished the scroll Jeremiah then gave me my instructions he couldn't go to the temple at the time because the last time Jeremiah had gone to the temple do you know what had happened to him he'd been beaten up and his feet had been put in stocks and so Jeremiah told me that I was to go to the temple on a very special day when there would be loads and loads of people there and when I was got there do you know what I was to do I was to get the scroll and I was to read all the words that Jeremiah had spoken. And Jeremiah said, perhaps when you read the scroll, the people will listen to the words from God and then they will pray to God and each of them will turn from their evil ways because the scroll tells them about the disaster that is coming because of their sins. Now I knew that doing what Jeremiah told me to do was dangerous. But I went anyway to the temple. I knew it was important that everyone should hear the words on the scroll. So I went to a window that was high up in the temple and all the people were in the courtyard in front of me and then I read all the words of the scroll. And I read. And I read. And I read. It took a long time because God wanted people to... Listen. Now one of the men there, a man called Micaiah, he realised that the words on the scroll were important. He realised that they were God's words and so he immediately went to the king's palace and he told the officials of the king all about the scroll and the officials sent a man called Jehudi to get me and the scroll and to take it to the palace. Now, I had no option but to go. Do you know, I was a bit scared. Have you ever been scared? I was scared. I knew that God wanted everyone to listen to his words. I knew he wanted everyone to know about the disaster that was coming. I knew that he wanted people to 
turn away from their evil ways. And so even though I was scared, I went to the palace and all the officials were there in the palace and they said, read to us from the scroll. So for the second time that day, what do you think I did? I read from the scroll and I read and I read and I read. And it's very hard reading a scroll because you have to wind up one end as you undo the other. And I read and I read and I read and I read. And as I read, do you know what happened? The king's officials were frightened. Can you shake as though you're frightened? They were frightened just as I'd been when I'd first written down the words. And they looked at each other in fear as I read about the way God was angry with the people and was going to punish them by bringing disaster upon them. And they said to me, we must report all these words to the king. And they asked, tell us, how how did you come to, to have all these words on the scroll? Did Jeremiah tell you what to write? Oh yes, I replied, Jeremiah dictated these words and then I got my pen and I wrote them all on the scroll. Oh, said the officials, you and Jeremiah had better go and hide quickly. Don't let anyone know where you are. And I think they guessed that King Jehoiakim was not going to like what was written on the scroll. And so I left my scroll with the officials in the temple and I went back to Jeremiah and we hid. And I have to tell you something very sad now. I have to tell you what went on in the temple while Jeremiah, sorry, in the palace while Jeremiah and I were hiding. You see, King Jehoiakim said that he wanted to see the scroll. So he sent Jehudi, the messenger, to go and get the scroll. And Jehudi went and brought it to the king and the king told Jehudi to start reading it to him. Now, can I have a volunteer? I need a volunteer. Can I have a volunteer? Um, yes, the boy in the front row, would you like to come? Thank you. If you could come right round here. No, oh well, you're coming the long way, alright, that's fine. Go up the way, if you go up the way it will be easier. Go up there, thank you, that's excellent. If you could come here. In fact, why don't you stand up there, that will be fine. What's your name? Sorry? David what? David, oh, that's David Martin, I know you. Right, I want you to pretend everyone grows up, don't they? It's scary. David, okay, you just stand there. I want you to pretend that you're Jehudi, alright? And you're reading the scroll to King Jehoiakim, alright? So pretend you're reading. Can you open your mouth up and down like that? Now, I have to tell you something really sad. I have to tell you that the king, King Jehoiakim, as Jehudi, are you reading Jehudi? As Jehudi read the scroll to King Jehoiakim, King Jehoiakim did something terrible. The king, you see, was sitting by a fire. It was winter time. And as Jehudi read a few columns from the scroll, do you know what the king did? He took a penknife and he went like that. Oops. And he threw it in the fire. Keep reading, Jehudi. Keep reading. Hold on to it tight this time. And Jehudi read a few more, a few more columns of the scroll and then King Jehoiakim, he took the knife and he ripped it and he threw it in the fire. And King Jehudi, oopsie, it is hard reading a scroll, isn't it Jehudi? And he read a few more columns from it and he got his knife and he ripped it and he threw it in the fire. You've done a great job Jehudi, you can go now. Thank you David. And he kept on doing that until all of the scroll 
had been thrown in the fire. Now you'll remember that when his officials had heard the words on the scroll, they'd been afraid. But the king showed no fear at all. And even though his officials said, King, you mustn't do this, you should be afraid when you read the words on this scroll. The king would not. The king would not. He wouldn't listen to them. And that's the second thing we need to learn this morning from my story about God's words. Sadly, if we can have it on the screen, not everyone listens to God's Word. Can you say that with me? Not everyone listens to God's Word. Jehoiakim didn't like what he heard from the scroll, and so he thought he'd get rid of it. Rather than listen to the warning of disaster and turn, he burned the scroll. And you know, even today, there are people just like that. When they hear God's words in the Bible, they don't like them. A few years ago, there was a famous Scottish actor who said that there were some parts of God's words in the Bible he didn't like. And you know what he asked people to do? He asked people to tear those pages that he didn't like out of their Bibles. And that's such a wrong thing to do. Well, going back to Jehoiakim, instead of listening and turning from his evil ways, he commanded that some of his men should come and arrest me and Jeremiah, my boss. But they didn't find me because the Lord had hidden us. The Lord kept us safe. And you know what? After King Jehoiakim burned the scroll, God spoke to Jeremiah again. Anyone guess what God said to Jeremiah? Any of the children guess? Exactly the same. You're right. He said, take another scroll and write on it all the words that are on the first scroll which Jehoiakim burned up. And tell Jehoiakim, king of Judah, God said, this is what the Lord says. Listen to this. You burned that scroll and said, why did you write on it? that the king of Babylon would certainly come and destroy this land and cut off both men and animals from it. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Jehoiakim, king of Judah. He will have no one to sit on the throne of David. His body will be thrown out and exposed to the heat by day and the frost by night. I will punish him and his children and his attendants for their wickedness. I will bring on them and those living in Jerusalem and the people of Judah every every disaster I pronounced against them because they would not listen. And so Jeremiah took another scroll and I picked up my pen again and Jeremiah started to dictate and I started to write and Jeremiah dictated and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote until all the words that had been on the scroll before were written on it. And God gave Jeremiah lots of other words to write as well. You see, God's words cannot be destroyed. People may try to destroy it. Even today, in places like China, people try to destroy the Bible. But they're never able to do because God's words last forever. Can you say that with me? God's words last forever. 
And although Jehoiakim didn't like the words on the scroll and destroyed the first scroll, it didn't stop what God said would happen, happen. It did happen just as God said it would. Judah was smashed like a clay pot. And the king of Babylon came and destroyed Jerusalem and the country of Judah. And it was all because people would not and they would not turn from their evil ways. What God says, you see, will always happen. His words cannot be stopped. Do you know, when our Lord Jesus came to earth, the Son of God came to earth, about 600 years after I, the man I haven't told you my name yet, after I lived, his message was just like the message Jeremiah received from God. Because the Lord Jesus called people to listen to him. Because he is God. And the Lord Jesus told people about the disaster that is coming because of sin. Because of all the things that we do that displease God. And the Lord Jesus told people to turn from their wicked ways and to trust in him so that they would be rescued from the disaster. And the message of the Lord Jesus to us is exactly that message this morning. Do you know, whatever age we are, whether we're five, is there anyone here who's five? Anyone here who's five? Whether you're five or whether you're 15 and you won't want to put your hand up, or whether you're 55 or 85, the message is exactly the same. Because all of us need to Listen to the Lord Jesus. All of us here this morning have done wrong things, evil things. It means that we deserve from God only disaster. But God's words in the Bible tell us that if we will turn from our evil ways, if we will turn from our sin and turn to the Lord Jesus and trust in him, he'll forgive us. And he'll rescue us from disaster. And do you know how the Lord Jesus is able to do that? He's able to do it because when he died on the cross, he did an amazing thing. When the Lord Jesus died on the cross, he took the, he took the disaster that we deserve for all the evil we have done. It's as if on the cross, the Lord Jesus was smashed like a clay pot. And he was smashed like that instead of all who will listen to him and turn to him. Now, boys and girls, do any of you know my name? Adults. You've been able to look at the passage. Oh, someone down there. Yes. Barrett. That's old Barrett. Barrett's how we say it here. Barrett. We'll have his name on the screen. Barrett. That's right. I was the scribe of Jeremiah who wrote down all the words that God gave him. And there is one last thing I need to tell you this morning. Do you remember what my name Barak means? Can anyone remember what it meant? What my name meant? Yes? It means blessed, happy. Do you know, after I wrote down the scroll for a second time, I was really sad. I felt pain inside because of the disaster that I knew was coming. I was groaning and I found I couldn't sleep.
But then do you know what Jeremiah had? He got a message from God just for me. And through Jeremiah, God said to me, Barak, I will bring disaster on all the people. But wherever you go, Barak, I will let you escape with your life. And boys and girls, that meant that although I lived among a people who were heading for disaster, I knew I was safe because God promised to keep me safe. And that meant I was really blessed because God protected me. And if you and I this morning will... Come on, one last time. If we will listen to the Lord Jesus, And if we will turn to him and put our trust in him as the rescuer who died on the cross to save us, then do you know what? We will be kept safe from the disaster that we each deserve. And even though our names aren't Barak, we'll be those who are blessed by God and we will be blessed forever. So, boys and girls, will you look at me for one last time? Boys and girls, can I ask you this morning, are you like Barak? Are you blessed? Because you've started to listen to the Lord Jesus. Because you have turned to him and put your trust in him to save you from the disaster that we all deserve. We've learned this morning that God wants us to listen to his words. We've learned that not everyone listens to God's words. We've learned that God's words last forever and so we must all listen to him. Let's bow our heads.